Welcome to NeuroEd Health. We are so glad that you have decided to join us again um, for this next eight-week session. If you were here on the last eight weeks, please know that you can go back at any time and watch the videos and listen to the podcast. Um, for this next eight weeks, here is what I am asking you. Get the word out. Uh, there's a lot of people who need to hear. For those of you who showed up for a nutrition class because you had some specific goals, like weight loss goals or you know just eating healthy, know that what God showed us on the last eight-week journey is if we will eat of his word, he's going to take care of the rest. Uh, so if you came to hear about... Um, calories and saturated fats, we might sprinkle a little bit of that in there, but this is a nutrition class like no other. So I hope you have your coffee and a notebook because this is NeuroEd Health. Okay, so this week we are going to be doing a continuation of what we ended with in our last eight week session. If you missed it, that's okay. Trust me, you'll be able to follow along. But we were talking about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And if you have been listening for a while, you'll be glad to know that I have my on-site crew here. And I have my girls here um, who bring a wealth of experience and knowledge. And so sometimes I will call on them uh, just to kind of talk about some of the things that we are going through. So if you hear other voices, just know um, that you too can be a part of our recorded sessions. Uh, so today we have a, a group of our old friends and some new friends. Um, so I want to kind of backtrack with what we did over the last eight weeks so that our new friends um, can kind of be up to speed here. So I wanna talk about what we need in order to nourish our brains. So as you know, I'm a neuroscientist. And so nothing that I present to you is going to be separated from the fact of this marvelous organ that God has given us. And so I want you to know that you can absolutely fuel your brain in a way that will help you to reach your goals, whether they are professional goals or physical goals. Um, and I just want to backtrack. So for those of you who have been here before, this is going to be a bit of a review. So there are three things that you have to have, and it really is that simple. If you've ever gone into the grocery store and you don't know what to get because you have some new goal where you're trying to be healthy, there are just a few things that you need to remember. And so I'm going to pause. So in case you're taking notes, which I highly encourage, you can write this down. The first thing that you are going to need is fatty acids. And since you are joining, if you actually have registered for this class, you will have all of these notes and access to it. There's a whole list of what fatty acids are. But fatty acids are essential in your diet to help kind of kickstart your metabolism and get you going. The next thing that you're going to need to incorporate in your diet is antioxidants. We're going to be talking about the purpose of antioxidants, but if you, you don't have to get everything from me, you can Google what are fatty acids, what are antioxidants, and the last vitamins and minerals. So you want to make sure that you are incorporating those three things. They work like a triangle to hold you up in your nutritional journey. 
Now, for those of you who just stopped and said, wait, I'm out because I don't know what all this stuff is and it seems overwhelming. Just know that over the next eight weeks, you're gonna be talking like a nutritionist. You're gonna be making decisions that are wise. You are gonna be like, oh, wait, I need a little more antioxidants in my diet. So I just wanted to introduce to you those three principles and we're gonna be unpacking them over the course of the eight weeks. The diet industry has made things like losing weight or being healthy complicated. And it really isn't that complicated at all. What you need more than anything is a partner. Many times we try to do life alone. Okay, so for my girls on site, I want you to nod your heads, raise, uh, raise your hands if you have ever tried to tackle something by yourself and it didn't work. So anybody here ever? Uh-huh. Okay, so um, there is a person who was here for the last eight weeks. She has four children and she is gonna be kind of my default person because I love to just like put her on the spot. Okay, so for that person, you know who you are. Uh, go ahead and unmute yourself. Yes, this will be a part of the podcast. So the world is listening. All right, so tell, tell our listening audience about a time that you tried to tackle something on your own and it was absolutely beyond you. Okay, so I like to uh, restore furniture, like paint it. Um, and some pieces are larger and heavier than others. And I thought I could paint my son's bed without any help at all. And I, you know, I was doing it and I was trying to take it apart and I literally threw my back out and I had to, I had to stop and lay down and ask for help. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. We have been there where we have tried to tackle something that is beyond us. Um, I think in our American culture, so if you're listening to us from overseas, this may not apply to you, but in our American culture, we've exalted the, the two-year-old mentality of I can do it by myself. Notice how I said it's a two-year-old mentality because you're supposed to grow up from there. So a lot of times we try and grab things and we're like, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. And just like our friend was just sharing um, and I shared a similar story uh, last eight weeks in our last session of where I try to do things that are simply beyond me. What I want you to know, especially if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, everything is beyond you. Everything. See, the problem is we try to do things in our own strength. But, you know, your strength amounts to nothing in comparison to the almighty God. And so, so we keep doing things over and over and we just keep repeating and then we end up in a mess. Maybe your mess has looked like an emotional mess because you've been trying to sort through things on your own. And we have professional help for that. Maybe it's you have a mental mess. Okay. So as a neuroscientist, that's my thing, you know? So um, if you have a mental mess and you've tried to sort through it on your own, or maybe it's just like every time that you sit down at the table, there's a mess on your plate. Well, for the next eight weeks, we're going to partner together. And we're going to clean up the mess. And there is no shame because Romans tells us that therefore, right now, 
there is no condemnation. So whatever you brought to the table, sit down with Jesus because he can clear it and he can clean things up and he can organize it in such a way that you can go on and be about your father's business. Because that's the point. We don't get healthy for ourselves. We get healthy so that we can build the kingdom. You have a greater purpose and you have a calling on your life. And I believe that it begins right here. So I want to start with a scripture um, in Romans. I love Romans. If you need a book to start just reading, the book of Romans is amazing. It has such practical advice um, and you can use it for everyday life. The whole word of God is like that. But if you're just looking for a read that is going to take you somewhere else, definitely um, look at the book of Romans. So I'm going to read this verse in several different versions. And this is my life verse. Okay, so don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. I'm going to say that again. Let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. So like my friend was trying to do with the bed and all of that, and like we all have done. So that was kind of a little story, but sometimes there are big stories in our lives where we have tried, maybe you've tried to do your marriage by yourself. Maybe you've tried to do parenting by yourself. Raise your hand if you have tried to do parenting by yourself and it just didn't work. Okay, yes, all right. So but here is where it begins. Let God change the way you think. So the way that we think influences absolutely everything. So I'm gonna read that same verse from Romans chapter 12 in a different version. Listen to this. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Here it comes. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. Okay, that covers everything. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I love that verse. It's the same verse that I just read to you a minute ago. And I hope, and the reason I'm reading different versions is because it's going to be said in the way that you need to hear it. Let God change the way you think. Let your life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work kind of life be presented to God as an offering. But this is the version, the one, and we are still in Romans chapter 12. 
This is the version that I love because I've hung my hat and my career on this way of saying it. This is the way that might be very familiar to you if you are familiar with scripture. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that's where we're going to camp out today, is being transformed by way of not conforming. Okay, so when I think about conforming, when I think about a pattern, okay, so I'm wearing, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I'm wearing this, like, I don't even know what to call it. I just went to the store and my 14-year-old said, uh, try it on. Okay, so, you know, how many of you know you just sometimes it's best to just do what your kids are telling you to do? Okay, so I did, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to like it. I'm going to hate it. Like, this is so different. But sometimes you just keep your mouth shut. Mamas, that's for you. Sometimes you keep your mouth shut. Okay, so um, for those of you who are here, can you see this, like, thing that I'm wearing? It's got all these patterns, okay? And she was right. It's super comfy, and I love it. Okay, but it's got all these patterns and these colors. And when I think about the pattern, I wore this on purpose for you. Because this is a very patterned sort of outfit. Totally not me. But she's transforming me. Okay. So anyway, so I have this pattern. And the pattern, it does like all of these different things in it. And it's intricately woven. And see, the thing about patterns is they can look beautiful on one side. But have you ever seen a tapestry? And you flip it over. Can y'all see this other side? Do you see the difference? Okay, so for those of you who are listening, it looks completely different on one side. If you've seen a tapestry, you know, it's all beautiful on this side. And then on the other side, you see the inner workings. Okay, so here's what has happened. And for those of you who are new, sometimes I just really get on my soapbox. And um, I've got some of my Southern girls with me and they know that it's like uncharacteristic and not the thing to do, but I am gonna be bold, okay? So if I say something and you're like, whoa, okay, just consider that that's a message from Jesus because I've asked him to shut me up so that he can speak. So here's the problem that we have, church. We do not look any different than the rest of the world. Okay, so I'm going to talk, you know, I deal with mental health, so I'm going to talk about um, how the church looks exactly the same as the world. Um, in fact, a little bit worse. So when it comes to things like anxiety, when it comes to things like depression, when it comes to things like broken marriages, our pattern looks exactly like the pattern of this world. So remember, I say this in everything, there is now, right now, no condemnation. So if what just came out of my mouth and you started hearing like, she's so right, I'm so messed up. Okay, hang on, because I'm going to undo that in you. All I'm saying is we need to come up a little higher. We need to be honest and we need to deal with our junk. And that means a whatever it takes kind of personality to so that we no longer look like the world. Because see, the thing is, 
This is not impressive. I just held up this. I don't even know what to call it, y'all. I'm not hip enough. I just held up this thing that I'm wearing, okay? And, and on this flip side, there's no distinction. Can y'all see that for those of you who are on site? Can y'all see? It's just, it looks kind of like a salmon pink color. There's no distinction on this side. And this is what has happened to us and the world. And we wonder why we can't make a difference. And we wonder why our children are falling apart because we don't look any different. So I deal with a lot of children and they tell me the real stuff. And they say, you know what? My parents, they say things out of their mouth, but then they do the exact opposite. They tell me not to do this, but they're doing this. And I don't understand, like which one of these people do they want me to be? Do they want me to be like them? Or do they want me to be like what they are saying? You see, we have a schizophrenic mindset. We have a fractured mind because we have conformed to the pattern of this world in our eating, in our speech, in our dealing with our husbands, in dealing with our children, and dealing with our wives. We look no different than the world. So for the next eight weeks, consider this your makeover. It's time for us to start looking different. I'm going to take you step by step on how we're going to do that. But there is no one who can tell you what needs to change in you more than Jesus Christ himself. He is the great transformer. But we have to begin with his prescription. And that's not conforming to the pattern of the world, but being transformed by mind renewal. Okay, so let's get into some of the science, because as you know, that's my favorite place to be. So last time we were talking about growth mindset and fixed mindset. So for my ladies who are on site, and this is not to call you out, don't worry, I'm not about to have you say something, but tell me if you've ever heard of that terminology, growth mindset and fixed mindset. Either nod your head or kind of wave at me if you've heard of that. Okay, so some of you have, okay, great. All right. So let me just do a, a brief recap of growth mindset. In a nutshell, it doesn't mean positive thinking, okay? It means that you know that you have not arrived. And so mistakes are something to be learned from, okay? And so it means that you are, are going to continue to grow. It's really that simple. You know that you were not born with all the talent that you'll ever have. You know that um, you, will not, you were not born with all the knowledge that you will ever have. That you know that there's room to grow. So everybody says, oh yeah, that's me. I know, I know, I have a growth mindset. But then your speech tells on you. Because something happens and you're like, oh, oh my goodness. You say things like, I can't ever get fill in the blank. I can't ever get eating healthy. I can't ever get technology. For some of my girls who've been here for a while, they know we like, we came after that with a sledgehammer last time. Okay, they say things like, um, I can't ever 
be a good mom, or I can't ever think straight. If that's you, if that's the pattern of your speech, that means in a lot of different areas, you have a fixed mindset. But I was talking to um, a patient of mine who's actually a dear friend. So um, she asked me this question. Is it possible to have a growth mindset in some areas and a fixed mindset in others? Absolutely it is. And so my husband says it this way, in some ways you're a lion, in some ways you're a lamb. Okay, so whenever you have a growth mindset in one area, but you have a fixed mindset in the other area, where your speech is always like, I can't, or I'll never, or I'm a failure, this is all I'm ever going to get, so why even try? Okay, so you might have that in some areas and not in others. But I'm going to tell you about something called neuroplasticity. And that is God's design of how we hijack our own thinking. Okay, so neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to renew itself, modify itself, and create new neural connections. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But it's the ability to basically rewire. Okay, so I am thinking about a patient of mine. She has a lot of kids. If y'all thought you had a lot of kids, this lady, she's amazing. She has so many kids from like age four on to infinity, okay? And so um, when I first met her, she had difficulty concentrating, difficulty really just, if I can be bold, just kind of putting two plus two together. Okay, she had been in a car accident um, and there were some other things, some trauma in her life. And she, we call it spinning around my practice. Okay, she was just spinning. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Just spinning out of control. Um, but when I think about this woman today, and she hasn't been working with me that long at all, but she's, she's like a bulldog. She's a little bit stubborn. And she was like, if this is what you want me to do, girl, I'm going to do it. Okay. And so she took, she took her treatment seriously and already it has changed her entire environment. I mean, literally doesn't even look like the same place. It's changed all those children that God has given her. And it's because she decided she was going to actually renew her mind. Okay. If it seems like I'm all over the place, Welcome to NeuroEd Health, because I'm just saying whatever it is that God has given me right now. So y'all, y'all have to hang on because sometimes I just come like a fire hose. Okay, so if you are not seeing a change in your environment, I would say, look in the mirror. Now, that doesn't mean that it's your fault. It doesn't mean that you need to play the blame game. But if you want to see a change in your environment, okay, and that means even this environment of this body that you have and you're going Tamara I am out of control this is ridiculous I have gained 50 pounds or I may be a size two but I know I'm not healthy and I have to be around for my children and my children's children it's time to renew your mind so the way that you begin to rewire your brain is you first attack your environment. Okay, so I want you to look around you. 
wherever you are, if you're listening to us in the middle of the night, get your flashlight out. But I want ladies who are on site, I want you to look around you. I want you to survey your environment. And I want you to actually begin to notice. What is it that you see? If it's a place where you are, are frequently and you're like, yeah, I know, I've got that lamp over here and this nightstand over here. I want you to see it with fresh eyes. So what I should see from my ladies who are on site, I should see you actually looking around you. Okay, so as you're looking, I want you to discover something different. Something that maybe you haven't noticed before. Look for a detail. Here we get, no, for those of you who are on the podcast, no, we're still rolling, okay? We just, we're having one of those quiet moments. Okay, so um, people who are on site, raise your hand if you notice something that you hadn't seen. Yeah, it's really simple. It's all around us. But what is it that you're focusing on? Are you focusing on the fact that your husband is crazy? Let's just say it. He's crazy. Gentlemen, are you focusing on the fact that your wife has lost her ever-loving mind? Because what you focus on is what you're going to see. I promise you, it's what you're going to see. So I'm going to turn this way, and now I see a microphone in front of me. And now I no longer see my ladies who are on site. Can't see them because I'm getting laser focused on this microphone. Perhaps the reason that you are making poor choices when it comes to eating is because you're focused on the wrong thing. Because you're saying things continually like, I have a sweet tooth. I can't do without my sugar. Oh, I, I have to. Tamara, you don't understand. I have to have this sort of creamer in my coffee because you don't want to know me if I don't have it. And it's like, okay, I don't want to know you. So I, I'm going to keep it moving. So whatever it is, you, you are a self-fulfilling prophecy. So whatever it is, that is coming out of your mouth, guess what happens inside of your brain? You begin to establish what's called neural connections. Do you know inside of your brain how many neural connections you have? I almost think this is funny because it's almost like it's not a real number, but 100 trillion, okay? And you have been working on those connections for a while. So see, here's what the brain does. The brain doesn't know that you don't really mean that you don't have a sweet tooth. It doesn't know that. It goes, oh, okay, Sam, Sam Neuron over here, I need you to come over here to my neighborhood because we have a sweet tooth. So let's get together and um, the next time that she has a craving, let's just put things on automatic pilot because your brain is all about creating efficiency. So it's like she said she had a sweet tooth. So I need Sam, I need Sarah, I need Sally, come on and join the neighborhood. Let's strengthen this sweet tooth connection and let's make sure that she doesn't even have to think about it. Okay, so, oh gosh, she's hungry. You know what to do. And then before you know it, see the more that you um, focus on something, the stronger those connections are going to get. So what have you been doing for the last year, five years, 10 years? 
So yes, we're going to talk about metabolism. We're going to talk about all of those things, but it begins with changing your mind. So sometimes some of you, your brain is actually your greatest enemy. Why? Because you made it that way. Now, for those of you who said, oh, no, 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 you don't know about the trauma that's happened. You don't know. Yes, I know. These things change our brain, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We are talking about the damage that we do to ourselves. So for those of you who were blaming grandma's biscuits, y'all know some of you have some seven grandmas who just made the best biscuits. And now those biscuits, you're wearing them on your hips. And you're blaming grandma, you're blaming uh, finances because you can't afford organic, blah, 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 blah. Been there, done that. There's a way to eat, even on a small budget. But we have to start with changing our mind. So when you took a minute and you looked around and you noticed something new, what if you did that with your eating? What if you started there and you looked at your pantry and you took inventory and what seems to just be there all the time, what if you begin to notice it and you begin to take the label? We talked about reading labels before. You begin to take the label and you flipped it around and you said, oh, 56 grams of added sugar. Maybe that's not so great for me. Okay, so really quickly, a review of reading labels. Does everybody remember, excuse me, does everybody remember how many ingredients you should have? If you were in this class earlier, yes, okay, I'm seeing five ingredients and they should all be things that you know how to pronounce. Okay, so when you read the labels, you just turn it around and you go, I have no idea what that is. Okay, so then you're gonna have a little list with you and you're gonna say, oh wait, that's vitamin B and I didn't know that I needed that, but now I know. Okay, but if it says like some chemical whatever that you can't pronounce, here's what you're gonna do. You're just gonna put it back on the shelf. Okay, so the only rule that you're gonna break as you go to the grocery store with those five ingredients, the only rule is if it's some type of, um, you know, combination of things. You know, it's like your, your broccoli, your cauliflower, your spinach, you know, it's almost like salad-like of natural things. But just start reading the labels and see something new. I'm not even asking you to change it. Just begin to notice. Look at what's in your pantry. Start there. Because if you don't have an awareness of something, you simply cannot change it. So the Lord said in Psalms 14, I remember the day of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. You're like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. I meditate on all your works. Did you hear that? I meditate on all your works. But most of the time we have the issue because we're meditating on our own works. And when we're meditating on our own works, we get our own results. And how's that working out for you? Has it led to mental or brain fog? 
Has it led to um, screaming at your children all the time? Has it led to um, issues with your body image and yourself? What has it led to? Meditating on his work is the first step into mind renewal. You cannot renew your mind. And if you don't renew your mind, you're just going to keep doing the same thing. So for my ladies who are on site, someone who feels brave enough, I want you to tell me about an eating habit that you have or had that was just on automatic for you. Somebody who feels brave. And no, in case you're wondering, we do not rehearse this ahead of time. Okay, so yes, the one who um, is my troubleshooter. Go ahead and unmute yourself and tell about an eating habit that you have had. But then since you've been here for a while, talk about the change that you've seen. Go ahead. Okay, so one of the sessions, or maybe more than one, Tamara has talked about mindless eating versus mindful eating. And that has been probably 90% of where I have been parked is in mindless eating. Just, um, but it often starts with an emotion for me, whether it's boredom, whether it's joy, whether it's sadness, whether it's I had a hard day or I had a great day, it was my reward system, but it would quickly become after the decision to go to the cupboard, it would become mindless. And I would find myself searching at the bottom of the bag, mindlessly eating. And all of a sudden my hands would be at the bottom of the bag. Okay. Thank and Tamara's taught me how to mindfully go into the kitchen. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for sharing. So um, I love that you, you brought up mindless and mindful. Because see what's happening in your brain, whatever patterns you have been establishing, there they are, okay? So it's time to begin something new simply by focusing on something new. So our friend was just sharing with us about mindful eating. You know, mindfulness is a buzzword in psychology and meditative circles. That came from the word. What did it say about meditating on your works? So when you go into your kitchen or sit down at your table, do you not know that the presence of the living God is right there with you? But who are you going to focus on? Are you going to choose to focus on yourself and your ability? Are you going to focus on his ability to change your mind. Because he most certainly has the ability to do that. But many times we say, oh, no, this is the pattern. It is the pattern because you are looking at it. So like I was showing you with this thing I'm wearing, if anybody knows what this is, y'all just need to tell me. I don't know, y'all probably can't see all of me. But whatever this, it's like a poncho sort of thing, you know, um, but okay. So again, look at this pattern. Look at the intricacy here. This is the detail. And this is what I'm looking at. But if I were to turn it inside out, I'm seeing something totally different. I'm saying this over and over again, because this is where nutrition begins. 
So I'm going to choose to line up with what God has for me and not line up with what the world has for me. So the world has some patterns, okay? So the patterns that the world has sometimes is eating to be a certain size. I wanna be a size two, I wanna be a size four. Okay, so sometimes, um, and we get into this obsession of what's going on in our physical body. Okay, the world has some other patterns. The world has this pattern of like not aging. Like it's a horrible thing, you know? Like, oh no, I'm starting to sag. Ooh, here's a gray hair. Wisdom used to be a good thing. If we are looking at the world, we deny the things that God says is good and we elevate that which he is not focusing on. But the minute that you begin to focus on the things that he has for you, your mind is going to be changed. So um, your, whatever it is that you're focusing on, you're going to elevate the things of God and you're going to reduce the things that the world has to say. So here's what he says. He says that you are beautiful, so beautiful that he engraved you on the palms of his hands because he wants to look at you all the time. And that's some absolute beauty. But if you are getting in the mirror, like when I uh, did a session, y'all can go back and listen. It, I did a session on body dysmorphia. If you are looking in the mirror and you you're full of self-hatred, it's time to change your mind. Because he says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? What is it that you're perceiving? Are you perceiving yourself as, oh, I'm old, oh, I'm fat, oh, I'm out of shape. I have been there. I am talking to you from a person who has struggled with eating disorders, from a person who has struggled with self-hatred. And I am saying there is something on the other side. My body, just so you know, my body has recently gone through some changes. How many of you know that life after 40 is beautiful? in a whole lot of new ways that it wasn't before. <laughs> okay, so my body has gone through changes and I have to fight that. I have to fight whenever um, I go with, it's my, my goddaughter who's 14, she lives with us. When we go into the store, I have to fight that I'm not like picking myself apart. That's hard. But I have chosen to focus on something new. And the more that I focus on something new, like we were talking about those neural connections, the more that I focus on this something new that is from God, then the stronger those connections are going to be. Because what I want on automatic pilot is him. Because don't you remember, if we will focus on the things of God, then our whole world is going to begin to change. I was telling you earlier about the lady who has so many kids and even her home looks different. Her children look different. If you want that for yourself, no amount of counseling, and I respect counselors, no amount of you know, neurotechnology that I'm gonna hook you up to, none of it is going to work if you don't start by first changing your mind. So we want to be with that growth mindset. The idea that the things that I'm gonna learn are not static. The idea that I'm going to continue to grow with God. You see, when we have this 
idea that we have to arrive so we can look great on Instagram or, or for those of you who are Facebook, I'm a little more, I'm younger generation. So um, wherever the social media that you're looking to, if you are trying to do things for someone else other than Jesus Christ himself, it will never work. And you'll find yourself spinning in a cycle of bad habits, of poor relationships, of all of the things that got you to where you are right now. So God has designed us, and this is the first session, so I'm going to say it over and over again. God has designed us with a brain that can absolutely be rewired. But it first starts with you. So you might say, uh, Tamara, this whole like way of speaking that you have talked about, um, I don't know how to do that. That's great. What you need to do is not talk and let God talk for you. You begin to say the things that he is saying and your whole environment will begin to change. So this morning, for those of you who are listening, those of you who are my on-site crew, you know, this morning we were having a bit of technical difficulties, one that um, we hadn't experienced before. So I'm on the phone with my friend who, who is our troubleshooting person and I'm not sitting there going, oh, this is horrible. This is awful. This is, oh, what are we going to do? It's supposed to start at 930. You know, my goodness. Instead, we got quiet. And I said, hang on a minute while I try and figure this out. And if you are in the habit of going, I don't know what's working. It's given this message. And maybe the thing that you need to do is just be quiet. In that moment, watch what comes out of your mouth. What I wanted to come out of my mouth is, what? We have these new people who are going to be on site and everybody's going to be lost and I don't have a way to get you everybody's phone number to text them. That's what I wanted to say. And I had to say, be quiet, soul within me. Only say the things of God. I did acknowledge, huh, we haven't had this before. But do you know what I have? I have the mind of Christ and therefore I can figure it out. And so I kept saying, and she's nodding her head, I kept saying, okay, let me see, I'm going to figure this out. Because it, the minute that I begin to tell myself, this hasn't happened before, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, technology. Y'all, technology is fun. It's what keeps us brilliant, okay? Embrace it. And I thought, Lord, you have given me your mind. And that means that I can do all things because you're the one who gives me strength. So whatever it is that you have encountered in your eating and whatever you used to do, and you're like, I can't, I won't, I have this problem. Two-word counseling ministry, stop it. Okay, so for those of you who are on site, I want you to, they have notebooks. So either your notebook or your phone, and I want you to write down the one thing that you would like to be different. And those of you who are listening via podcast, write down the one thing that you would like to be different. It doesn't have to be about your eating. It could be about relationships because how many of you know that when you're stressed out, that influences your eating choices. You're gonna write down the one thing. Just gonna take a minute so you can be still with Jesus.
So what if in that one thing, you didn't see it as a mountain? Whatever it is, maybe it's your husband. I keep bringing up husbands today. This is for somebody. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's your own habits of binging and purging. But whatever that one thing is, what if you started speaking differently about that one thing? Because in the word of God, he says, speak to the mountain. You see, there's a reason that he talks about speaking to the mountain. It's because with our words, we create worlds. And with our words, we take things out. And if you begin to speak to that mountain so that it could move, and it was no longer blocking the way, how would your life be different? So I want you to take a moment. I want you to imagine this thing that you want to be different. What if it wasn't there anymore? What would that mean for you? So go ahead and write it down. What would that mean if the mountain were gone? How would your life look differently? If you're still writing, that's okay. I'm just going to continue as we wrap up today. I absolutely believe that connections change everything. So I know that from a scientific standpoint. If I look and see what's going on in your brain in a functional MRI or any of the other tools that we have, I can see what you've been thinking about and see the areas where you have been making a lot of connections, where you've had a lot of focus. Those areas are very dense with neural connections. Because remember, I was talking about neuron Sally and Sam and Sarah, and they, they get together and they're, they're not just building a little network. They built a whole neighborhood. And so sometimes the reason we can't get over the mountain is because we keep running into the barrier and there's a barrier there. I have a friend of mine who said, that's old so-and-so. I'm having to fight old so-and-so. She said that to me earlier this week of, you know, I'm doing all these things different, but then here's old so-and-so. So for every of you, every one of you have an old Sally or an old Melissa or an old Debbie or, or whomever. It's time to remember something. Jesus is the one who resurrects the dead. And you are dead. Old so-and-so, dead. So you have a choice. You can partner with him and allow him to transform you into something new. Or you can just keep holding up a corpse and wondering why you can't get over a mountain. Because see, maybe the barrier that you're constantly coming up against is you. And maybe it's time for a new you and it's time for a makeover and it's time to get the right connection, which is Jesus Christ who is seated in glory, who has said that you are seated in glory. See, sometimes we're just doing life from the wrong perspective. You're doing life from down here below when he says, come up here. 
And so what if you started making the right connections and you started watching the people that you're around and you started making some bold choices? Because the things that are coming out of their mouth is nothing but anxiety and drama and all of that stuff. And what if you started making some new connections? And for every person who said, yeah, that was my husband. How can I get away from him? It's time to make Jesus bigger than everything in your life. So when you partner with him, he's bigger than your husband. I, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. I don't know who this is for. But listen to me if this is for you. Stop elevating circumstances more than you are elevating God himself. So eating, sleeping, you're working, you're going about life sort of self. Get the right connections. And as you focus on him, he will begin to transform your mind. And we're going to do away with every part of fixed mindset that says, I have all I'll ever have. I'm never going to grow. It is true that you have all you will ever need, but not all you will ever have. There's a difference because there's more in the kingdom. There's abundance in the kingdom. And so as we feast on his word for the next eight weeks, I encourage you. I'm not going to beat you over your head about doing homework and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you are a part of this class, do the homework if you want to take full advantage. And ask the people who have been here before if you were new. Um, the homework, it's not hard. It's really just a way of you beginning to think a little differently. Watch the videos for those of you who uh, follow us on Vimeo. Um, and that is the way where you will have automatic updates every time there is a new video. Follow NeuroEd Health on Vimeo and you'll, you'll know whenever there's um, an update and you get the next video. But this next eight weeks is up to you. Some of you will stay the course. And some of you will be having our eight-week celebration party right before the American Thanksgiving. Um, and some of you will not make it. It's just, it is what it is. I, I'm not into spoon feeding. So um, for those of you who are going to make the journey with us, get ready. Because what God is going to show us in these next eight weeks is going to absolutely blow our minds. And the thing is, is we get into the new revelation that he has for us. He's done us a favor and he said, hey, you know what? You have the mind of Christ. And so that old you, it's gone. It's time for something new. It's time to grow and it's time to grow up. So I hope you've enjoyed listening today. Um, we'll see you next time on NeuroEd Health.